Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Welcome back to the podcast. Okay, so we have an incredible guest today who is joining us for the second time. That's right. Miss Amy McNee has been on the podcast before in early 2020, where we were talking about how the world needs your magic and the art that you create. Today, we are talking about burnout and the burnout culture and how we do not learn about this, how we do not express this, how we do not get taught this, and how so many creatives, artists, entrepreneurs are burning out and our art is suffering because of this. Now, you know, if you have been listening to my podcast, that I have myself been dealing with burnout and I last year in 2020 got a fatty liver, my body really suffered. And just recently have noticed how I have not valued rest and how does rest look for me in my life. And so it is something that has hit home. Amy and I both share, you know, what we are going through in regards to burnout and how we define rest and what we do define rest. And what you will hear in this episode is that it is extremely unique to every single one of us. And there is no one way or right way for you to rest or avoid burnout. And there are a number of signs that you can pay attention to. So without further ado, this episode is massive. It is an incredible, incredible episode with the gorgeous Amy McNee. Enjoy. Okay. Oh my God. Amy McNee, you are back on the podcast. This means there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love here because she's back again. Um, we were just talking before we started recording that it was February 2020 when we last spoke on the podcast. Whew. <laughs> Those precious little babies had no idea what was coming. What a year that was. And obviously with this episode and this topic and this this whole thing, this is perfect because 2020 was a terribly crazy year. Um for those who haven't listened, Amy and I did a, an amazing podcast, uh, podcast episode number 106, and we were going to link it in the show notes. It was called The World Needs Your Art Now, uh, and Amy is incredible. Maybe just for someone who hasn't listened yet, give us a little run through of who you are and what you do with your magic in the world. All right. Firstly, Erica, thank you for having me on again. This is just the best. I've missed <laughs> you deeply. All right. So what, what is my magic? I am an author and a creative coach. And my, a little bit of my journey was that I was writing and creating and I wanted to connect with my art for a very, very long time. And I became very lonely, very depressed. All my internal dialogue, the way that I treated myself was extraordinarily negative. I inherited a lot of beliefs about what it meant to be an artist from the world. And I thought I was lazy and I thought I was going to be poor for the rest of my life and lots and lots of stories around what it meant to be a creative. And then I started journaling 
And journaling was really that point where I did a 180 and I started really rewriting the narratives in my head and just learning how to love myself and support myself as I became the artist that I was being called to become. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, I began teaching and talking to other creatives. And I basically just became the person that I so desperately needed to be when I was a younger artist and a younger creative starting off. So I'm a creative coach. I work with creatives. I hold them and see them and validate them through this very big journey. Um, and when I say artists and creatives, I'm talking about anyone who creates something with the intention to connect. So I always like to clarify that no one is really exempt here. If you're making something with the intention to connect, I I see you as as creator and as artist. So it's entrepreneurs, it's business people, creatives. It's such a big and beautiful term that encompasses Mm. so many of us. Your work is so important. And if you don't follow Amy on Instagram, you need to, because always when you post something, it's just like this permission slip or this like kick in the ass or this like, oh, I was feeling that or thinking that like you're so in tune because you live in this world and you do this all the time with yourself and with your clients. It's so good. Like when my audience is like, oh my God, they share it. And then people message me thinking it's you. I'm like, no, it's called sharing stories. (laughs) And I'm always like, oh, it just hits the nail on the head. Like you really reach those areas for people, honey. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. So tell us about this, this burnout and how, you know, where, where are you seeing this come up? Has this come up for you? How the hell do we not fall into this trap? Because at the moment before we started recording, I was sharing that I in 2020 got into massive burnout and it was so big that I don't even call it burnout because it felt bigger than burnout. It was just like fatty liver, like your, your liver's fucked. Okay. (laughs) Like, it was beyond the cute term of a burnout. It was like, holy shit, your body is ruined and now you need to like medically support yourself kind of thing. So um, yeah, yeah. T- talk to us about that. Yeah. First of all, I just see you. I know this so intimately and I've burnt out so badly so many times and so many entrepreneurs and creators do. Um, it, and I recently, 2020, I think was a really big year for it. And I watched throughout 2020, so many creators, myself included, just fucking adapt and pivot and go so hard. And they were so generous and so vulnerable and so creative. But as I was witnessing a lot of creatives, I was like, this is, this is relentless. And how long are we are supposed to be able to hold this up for myself mm-hmm. included? And then I, the last 2021, I've just watched creators just fall one by one, taking breaks, pulling out fully, very unwell, hospitalized. Wow. You know, we, we aren't, we aren't taught how to care for ourselves and at the same time be ambitious and hungry and want to make change. We're not taught to hold those two things in at once. Mm. We live in a world that glorifies that hustle and we're told a story that if we want to be successful, if we want to connect, if we want to make change, there's only one way to do it. And that is through completely giving out all. It's the hustle. It's the hours worked. It's a focus on energy output without any recognition of the fact that we are the maker and the creator and that we need to spend just as much time looking after ourselves. And it feels almost controversial to say, but it's true. Yeah. And we just aren't taught to do it. We don't even know how to care for ourselves anymore. Yeah. We don't know how to rest because it's not given to us in our culture. We're not seeing it anywhere. And so these people who are game changers, like, look at what you do, Erica. Like, the world fucking needs you. All of these creators and entrepreneurs are out there and they're burning out and it is, you know, to the detriment of the world. And it's because of the stories that we are fed in our society about what it means to be successful. 
Yeah. And you know, it's so crazy because you're right. We, we don't get taught that. And then there is, I always struggle because there's this fine line of like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I coach women in business now. I have a, a mastermind and I, and I see the ones who in the beginning, they, they're really hungry. They want to do these big goals and big dreams and they want to change the world. And they have all the women I work with, thankfully I get to choose and they're all about impacting the world. So they're all about helping others and beautiful, big message. And then some are from Australia and they're in the beginning and there's privileges that they have here, you know, that other countries don't have. And I see it. And then there's like, it's not lazy. It's just this lack of resourcefulness. Mm. And then I'm like, girl, like if you want to make it, you got to get that, you got to get that grind on, Mm. not forever, but there's this, do you find it hard? Cause it's like, there's spiritual people that I follow on Instagram and I want to fucking just unfollow them. They're like, you know, it's still less and achieve more and like, la la la. And it's like, no. You got to still do some shit, but then that goes overboard like Gary Vee, who I love you, Gary, but like, how do you find that? And how do you know with yourself, like, I've worked hard in the beginning or I've done the thing now stop or slow down? Like, how do you find that? Because that's tricky. That is why this conversation is the most complicated conversation that I have because (laughs) it is about like it is literally all nuance Mm -hmm. and it's all to do with the individual and that's not sexy, you know, like that's not a great Instagram post. (laughs) It's not that sell, sell, sell like Gary Vee is so, I love Gary too. And I think his message has been more nuanced recently. But you know what? It never gets picked up in the sound bites. It never gets Mm -hmm. been put on Instagram. It never gets, you know, the big screen. He's speaking about it in his longer form stuff, but it's not sexy. The fact that managing your energy levels and being a successful entrepreneur and creative is nuanced means that we're not talking about it enough. And that's the problem because there is such a fine line. And I just want to validate everyone who's listening to this. Like you can be wildly ambitious and you can rest and take care of yourself, you know, in an abundance. And the two don't, inter- they don't, they don't count one another out. And we need to start learning what that looks like for us. And I think another really hard part of this is it's going to look different for you than it will look for other people. And we have to have the confidence to sit in the fact that I know I personally, I have issues with my health. I need more rest than other people. And the ego hit that I still take daily at the fact that I can't do quite as much as other people can do is huge. It's such big work. But I have to allow that in my life. Like, otherwise, I I have. I've just had such bad burnout where I can't create anything. Oh, this is, yeah. And this, like, I can already hear the background of it is like, you have to know yourself. You have to understand your patterns and your own um, things that come up for you. Because it's true. Like, there is a, there's no cookie cutter. Like, for the first year, you're going to hustle this many hours and this. Because, like, it depends industry. It depends what you want. depends your why. Like, what's driving you. Like, there's so much. But, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because there is a lot of messaging out there that that kind of supports the busy and the hustle and the go, go, go and the busy being busy. And then on the flip side, if you are ambitious, I love what you said. If you're ambitious, you can also be just as, as connected to your rest. And if I'm honest, that... Uh, when I was talking to my husband, because he's very similar to you, he's more chilled, you know, Hamish is like relaxed. And he's like, I, I don't like people right now, because I was with people for too many hours. And I'm like, I love being with the people, you know, <laughs> like it energizes me. Um, but he, he said, we were talking and I said, my problem, my personal problem has been that when I look at my life, I don't see any evidence of rest, that that's beneficial, which is fucked. Because that like if I was like that like I got tired or I felt upset or I felt like oh I can't create like 
so I feel like I'm ripping off spirit, universe, the creator, God, whoever you believe in. I feel like I'm ripping that energy off because it's given me the gift of like on tap energy, but I'm abusing it. And then I don't feel it until my liver's fucked or my body goes into uh, inflammation in my face. Okay. Cause my face, I look at it in the mirror and my Instagram. So it's like, wow, like there's no evidence. So therefore you don't think you need to rest. Like what happens to those people that you feel like that, that have that, like, well, I don't see why resting works for me. I, I don't, I'm not like that. How do they, how can they look to that? Or how can they find that for themselves? Again, like this is why this is such a hard conversation because because for a lot of us, we're in such, in you know, we're in flow state or we're in mm-hmm. very deep programming where the only messages we get and we receive that we're actually not doing okay is at the very end when your body says, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And that's a very, and then it's, I don't want to say it's too late. Obviously we can then now rest. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, your body is taking the toll. <laughs> and I think that's what I really witnessed is I witnessed these creators who just had this like incredible drive and purpose and well of energy. Extroverts who, you know, from so their events were energizing them and they just could go, go, go. And I was watching, I was like, these, these are incredible entrepreneurs and creatives. And they are. But eventually, because because they didn't integrate rest, because they'd never learned to rest, their bo- and it was their bodies that ended up mm-hmm. telling them. And I think a lot of us just aren't uh, connected enough and know our bodies enough to start seeing those signs earlier, you know, to be able to respect them and to be able to um, respond to them earlier. And mm-hmm. I think once we've experienced that burnout once, and often, you know what, sometimes we just need to experience what it is to push really hard burnout and, and know what that is. It's like, how do we know there's a problem? Cause I'm fucked. Okay. I'm yeah. listening, Amy. What did you say? <laughs> so I've been putting a lot of emphasis now in just listening to my body. Um, I'm even like doing things like I have a whoop band, which measure- measures my recovery. So it looks at my heart rate variability, my sleep quality. And each day it gives me a percentage of how recovered I am because uh-huh. I felt so detached from how I'm going because I get so invested in the work that I'm doing. Having like some actual data has been really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I woke up yesterday and it said I was 37% recovered and I was like ready to fucking go. And I was like, well, um, okay, the data is saying that my body's just not doing as well as it it should be. So I had a, a slower day and it was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) going slow is much more difficult than I think we we think like yeah learning to rest learning to honor our own divine pace is a huge amount of work ironically Mm. um and we have to learn you know what it is that fuels us and we have to deprogram the stories that are telling us that we're lazy or that we're falling behind or that this isn't beneficial to our creativity there's so much resistance when it comes to rest and that's why so many of us just palm it off entirely And you know, as you say that, I'm like, why? Like, if we go to our whys, it's like, well, because I have things to do. And why? Well, because if I don't do it, then why, why, why? And if you go to your why, like, there is most definitely some fucked up story about how you're just not going to make it, or you're lazy, or you're not there yet, or you can't rest, or you're not allowed to, you know, like, when you think about why we do this, it's like, such an interesting thing that mm. you can unravel. And as you, um, Miss Amy has done an amazing masterclass for the sisterhood. So if you haven't joined, you need to join because it's like the best journaling masterclass in the world. Uh, the women still watch it and they're like, oh my God, they talk about it so much because <laughs> you're so amazing at that and masterful at that. Is there, have you found through understanding or knowing that you're in some burnout uh, vibes 
um, through journaling, it helps you or how has that been like a, I'm sure you use that as a tool. Mm. Journaling is my tool every day. So it's the way that I check in mm. uh, on my energy levels on how I'm going, but it's also been a portal in which I've discovered why I'm burning out. Mm. And I think we can, we need to talk about rest. We need to talk about how we need to reacquaint ourselves with rest. Too many of us literally just have no idea. Like that is a part of it. But through journaling, I've been able to understand just like what makes me more tired. So like as creators, as entrepreneurs, like if I'm in a really bad perfectionist cycle yeah. and I'm requiring my art to be up here, and that's exhausting. Yeah. If, if I'm procrastinating and I talk to creatives about this all the time, if you're in a consistent pattern of self-betrayal where you're just constantly procrastinating, you're going to burn out. It is mm. exhausting to procrastinate. I would argue way more exhausting than doing the work. Yeah. You know, imposter syndrome, like through journaling, I've just been able to witness the ways that my energy has been hemorrhaging for me. If you walk around doing your work and you constantly feel like you're about to be discovered, you're going to be exhausted. And yeah. so it's not just about reintegrating rest into our lives. It's about looking at It's such a holistic thing. We need to start looking at the narratives that we're holding within our minds and how they are taking a toll when we're vulnerable and we do, you know, the brave thing and we, you know, run our businesses and we connect and we create a lot that comes at a cost. And we need to be curious as to the stories that we're being telling ourselves and are they taking our energy? And they often are. Oh my gosh. Even just that, even just thinking about that, the, the stories and thinking about the space that you hold, the space that you hold does take your energy and like your focus and your real estate in your mind. And it's like, there's only so much we can think about and hold. It's so true. I recently have discovered a belief that was hidden and I wasn't aware of it. And I'm like, you know, I've done so much work as we say, like there's so much I've done and people are like, but I did this already. I'm like, yeah, but there's more layers to this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, a real slap in the face. And I had to pull over as I was like sobbing, crying because my husband feels like he knew this about me. And I'm like, I just discovered this. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm looking at, look at me, buddy. Like, I'm like shocked. Okay. Like that. I don't value rest. And he's like, uh, I can see that from your life. And I'm like, I'm just getting the message. And it was this thing that I I've kept saying, like when I'm on Oprah's couch, jokingly, or like, I once heard when I, when you hit $10 million, then it's basically the most money you can have and you can buy everything and there's nothing else you would need. So subconsciously that I put that in my pocket and it was like, mm-hmm. when I make 10 million and when I'm on Oprah's couch, that's when I can stop and that's when I can rest. And I didn't yes. fucking, I was like, what? Oh, and I didn't realize like, I may look like I celebrate myself on Instagram because it's content for my business, but it's mm-hmm. not an internal holy shit, Erica, like ghetto Erica from the hood, who was the unloved kid and the foster child who was abandoned. Like, look at what you've built now. You help women around the world. Like, trust that. Like, okay, thank you. Like, I I didn't sit with myself and I felt so, it was so healing to sit with myself and sob and and like literally like rub myself and be like, good job, Erica, you're doing an amazing job, honey. Like the mothering thing that you say about how we mother ourselves. (gasps) Ooh, because that was a fucking shock. Just like the act of just sitting down with like an inner child version of you and literally like rubbing your arms and being like, baby girl, you are doing so well and you just deserve to just take a fucking breath because everything that you've done is incredible and you've been so vulnerable and so brave and I'm so in awe of you. 
like mm. speaking to yourself like that and wrapping words of just like appreciation and love like this is care this is rest this is how we serve ourselves as we do continue to do the brave and vulnerable thing mm. I'd be interested to hear from you like why you feel like that belief how that belief came to be with you like you don't appreciate rest like how did that happen oh man well we were at a retreat we were facilitating a retreat and at the retreat, it was four women who we knew really well. And Hamish and I are really responsible with spaces that we open up uh, and how much time we have with people. And so the retreat is when we can go the deepest and the, I won't say the most dangerous, but I would never do that with someone on a Zoom call or in the sisterhood full day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like big shit comes and you need da- days and time to monitor them and make sure they're okay. But we knew these women. And so these five women, we were like, this is, we, it was kind of about unmasking and, and the masks that we wear and who we're being about how we really feel. And so these women brought this level of honesty that we couldn't have planned for. Like we invited them, but they came with the honesty and it was literally like the honesty retreat. And because it was so honest, again, it must've been marinating within me because we all were honest, every single one of us. And then when I got home two days later, I was driving and it just came, it was like, this whole thing, like you're still, and this has been my old subconscious belief forever. Like you're a dumb Puerto Rican girl from the hood. You're like a stupid Spanish girl, like still, because I live in Australia. There's not a lot of like Latin women. There's not, I don't see myself represented like Marie Forleo's and Gabby Bernstein's and, you know, even Oprah, she's a, a journal, you know, she's a journalist and um, Tony Robbins, all the people I look up to are like they're male or white or, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I have this subconscious thing that I'm not smart enough, good enough, white enough. And that's ridiculous. But if, I, if I'm if i honest, that's the subconscious thing. And so that came out wrapped with, you can't, you, there's a final destination that you don't think you've hit yet. And it was like, whoa. And I just like, you know, fucking felt it. And I was like, wow. And I, I think it came from the retreat and one of the sound healings because I sat in it as well and received and it was like all the sacral, all the ego, all the, uh, and I have issues, like, as I told you before, like autoimmune issues in my vag and my bum. So it's all root chakra. Like, you're not grounded, my love. You're trying to be this tree, but the tree hasn't root, roots in the ground. And so it's just been a message that's been knocking. And I'm like, fuck you. And I finally was like, cracked in and, and it came through. And, and that's why I think it was so good when you hit us up. I'm like, let's talk about this. I'm like, yes, because. Yeah. I, to be honest, I'm not talking about this hardcore because my old pattern is, oh, I got the lesson. Let me share it. Like I got the lesson to share it with you. Like, no, this isn't for you. Fuck you guys. It's for me. No offense, (laughs) but I fucking give you enough. All right. Like I need to sit with this and, and it's a, it's almost like a sabotage. Like, oh yeah, I'm in this lesson. Let me share it on a podcast. Let me talk about it because I I don't want to own it and, and sit with it myself. And so I've been kind of sitting with how crazy Erica has been and her life is like what a crazy woman this woman's life I I just turned up into I'm like looking at her life like what the fuck are you doing like like as if you hate yourself your schedule is like you hate yourself that's what I saw Hey, 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 this is a little intermission from me to you. I just really quickly wanted to invite you to pretty please head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to review it. Let me know what you think. I love honest opinions. It helps more women reach this podcast. So pretty please head over to thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash podcast or go to Apple iTunes and leave me a beautiful little review. I would love and appreciate it. All right, sister, let's get back to the episode. 
every one of us is going to be so unique, like yeah. in, in terms of why we, we reach this place. But I think they're often rooted in a very similar concept, which, which is we don't believe we're enough. Yeah. And so we push and push and push and then we, and then we've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. And then, it, then it's literally a, a catastrophe. Like our body is in a, such a state that because we've been pushing it, because we never felt enough. Mm. And that's just such a big lesson to learn. And but yeah. the most, I think, as you were saying, like the witnessing of it is the most important part. The beginning to just be like, oh, I see what I'm doing. For me, I believed, I believed, and I'm working at reprogramming it. I still see it in my life every day that because I wanted to be an artist, because I wanted to write full time, that I was inherently lazy. I didn't want to work in an office. I didn't want to do what mm. I call the muggle jobs. I didn't want it. And I was told again and again and again, and I inherited beliefs from the culture that that was foolish and childlike and I was being silly and I you know, was dreaming and I really should grow up. And so when I, I was stubborn about it, I was like, I, even though I'm inheriting these beliefs, I still want to write full time. So I kept pushing, kept pushing. But in order to compensate for the fact that I believed I was being a lazy shit, I just worked myself to the bone. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, if I wanted to watch a movie, I would like, you know, I would tally the hours I've worked and to make sure that I deserved, I, I inverted commas, deserved, you know, the rest. And I was obsessed with this idea of deserving any peacetime I got. And the peacetime was always plagued with guilt because I wasn't addressing the root cause, which is that I believed that I was in, like cloaked in shame for what I was doing. Wow. And so each of us have these stories as to why we feel like we've got to push that hard. But I think, yeah, so often it comes down to feeling like we just aren't enough. That's so interesting. How did you, so it was like you took on that belief of working anyway, but just in the creative artistic space. Yeah. I was obsessed with working the nine to five because even though I worked for myself, I I didn't like the idea that when my friends asked me what I was doing, like, what if they caught me? And I was like resting at 2 p.m. And they're all (laughs) at their regular jobs. And that's so embarrassing for me. And and I was obsessed with looking like the outside world, even though I was doing something very different. And I had no concept of what my own pace looked like. I had no concept of what I even wanted to work like because I was so obsessed with mimicking what seemed societally acceptable. I was so obsessed with being exhausted, that glorification of busy. I just, I wanted to be tired because that would validate who I was. And Mm -hmm. I was addicted to the cycle and I wanted to be tired I wanted to be burnt out it was like a badge of honor Mm. and that is a martyrdom and it you know it stopped me from producing my creations at some point you know I have to acknowledge that yeah and I love too what you said that it is individual so it's like for you realizing that you know um Maybe it's not nine to five that you work and you're really good on a Tuesday and then you're really shit on a Wednesday, Thursday or, you know, 2 p.m. you need a nap. Like, how do you feel? Obviously, everybody's going to find their own rhythm, but are there signs that you could see or there signs that we could look for in like... Uh, if your face is swollen, you definitely probably are tired of burnt out. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, were there signs that you could see tangibly or you could see in your clients? Yeah. So now I'm much better at identifying them. And one of the things is, especially for, you know, us who are doing, you know, we're living the dream where we're doing the work that we want to do. One of the big signs I'm listening to is I don't want to work today. <laughs> normally I really do I love my work I love what I'm doing and yesterday I woke up and I I was like I don't want to do the stuff that I love today 
And, right. and like an old narrative would have been like, well, it's because you're lazy. And if mm-hmm. you really want to get ahead in the game, you're going to have to work when you don't want to work. And if you choose to take the day off, you're going to get behind. Like that was my old narrative. But the bravery, and it still takes a lot of bravery. I woke up. I was like, I was meant to go to the gym and I was meant to do a lot of work. I, I was like, I don't want to. I have no desire to. Something's not right. I could just yeah. feel a lack of energy and a lack of desire. And I just noted it. And I was like, well, what would happen today if I took the whole day off? And I just listened to the fears and I just allowed them space. Oh, this is going to pile up. This is going to feel you know, stressful. I'm making it harder for myself later on down the road. And then I listened to the irrational ones like, I'll never go to the gym again if I don't go today. And, uh, you know, like this project will completely collapse and again I I let space happen to the irrational ones too but then I just came home to the fact that literally by serving myself today I serve myself tomorrow when I do return to work and I am pulling energy inwards so that I can give energy out and it might not feel good I might still have a lot of resistance to this and I still do but it's time to realize that resting in some kind of way weirdly is work and it's a big part of my work yeah it is work. It is like hard. It's the hardest work I feel because it's we, so I know it's like we have to be like, okay, it's like we have to plan the rest. We have to schedule the rest. Like it's not ease when it comes to, which is hilarious because it's rest and it should be. Uh, and, and, and I think what we've been trying to do now is also be like, cool, we're going to go hard. Like we check in and go, this month is a bit crazy. Like May, I know is a little crazy, meaning like we're not going to try to throw any new shit in there and we're not going to try to do uh, like impossible stuff that's exciting because it's already kind of done. Like May is like, let's get through May and let's put some rest days in. And it's almost like we'll schedule everything and we won't schedule the family holiday and we won't schedule the spa day. Like what if we scheduled that first and then we yeah. worked around like, fuck, just that is like, never thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I think especially for the especially for entrepreneurs and especially Mm. for people who are just that ambitious, like, and who just want, you know, to connect in that big way. We have to be, we have to take it really seriously and it has to be kind of boring. Like we have to schedule it in and we might not really want to, it's like scheduling in a doctor's appointment. Um, we just need to put it in there. Yes. Yeah. Can I ask you the difference? Like I'm thinking about certain people in my head, right? The difference Mm. of, and conversations I've had with clients of like, when someone, and I know that you are so masterful at combing your mind, like, mm. by the way, everybody, she journals, like, probably more than once a day, like, she's very self-aware. You've been doing this work on yourself, how would, how long would you say? I think I'm on my 1,030th day journaling okay. in a row. And that's journaling, but mm. working on self, like, years, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Amy's been doing this for years since she's for years. Okay. So, and, and we still are struggling with this, by the way. So we're not saying that I'm saying that she's been doing it for years because for those of you listening that are like, how do I know if I'm sabotaging and being, you know what I'm saying? Cause I think of some clients and I love y'all, but some of y'all are fucking whinging and you're sabotaging and you're in your head because they haven't done the work that you've done where you go, no, 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 I'm exhausted. I'm taking a break and it's clean versus you are sabotaging and not showing up to do the work because of another thing. Yeah. So this is a big conversation. And I think it comes down to trusting yourself. Yeah. So if you're in a consistent pattern of procrastination and you are, you know, self-sabotaging, you're muttering yourself, like you're just not showing up for what it is that you're endeavoring to create, you don't have faith in yourself. So it means when you take rest, 
the rest isn't done with the the trust and the faith that you are going to return to the practice. Yeah. And uh, if you don't return to the practice, that trust is broken even more. And we're in a very complicated and difficult relationship with ourselves because, and like you'll burn out in this way too, because you can't trust yourself to rest and you can't trust yourself to work. Your schedule's all over the place. Yes. When you rest, you rest for, and I'm going to put this in inverted commas because it is different to everyone. You rest for too long and, or then you yeah. start trying to work, you pull in and out. Like we need to understand, we need to trust ourselves that we can both take care of ourselves and show up for what it is we are trying to create. Mm. And I mean, this is so much harder easier said than done yeah Um, yeah but when we know that we can show up consistently and I'm not talking about hustle here I'm I'm talking about showing up consistently um when you've promised yourself you're gonna show up and you show up so you say you're gonna do something today and you do it and you consistently do that our faith in ourselves is reborn and we we have that trust that we're gonna show up and then we're then we're gonna we can integrate the rest then we can start learning about our own divine tying and we're not worried. And there's not this sense of, is there going to be a betrayal? And rest doesn't become the enemy anymore. It becomes of such great service to ourselves. Mm, I love that rest doesn't become the enemy. Can you tell that she's a writer? Because I love all the things that you say. <laughs> You're hemorrhaging. Yeah, it's like you get allergic to fucking rest. You're like, no, I can't rest. And that's bad. It's a bad word. I feel guilty. Or there's this like fucking silly like, hey, everybody, I'm resting. Look at me sleeping on Instagram. Like, who the fuck took that photo of you sleeping? I've always had this issue with the thought of me being lazy. And I've noticed recently how trendy it is to talk about rest at the moment. (laughs) And I'm like, y'all better actually be resting because I'm sensing a lot of bullshit here. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be interested to ask you, Erica, like, what does rest look like for you? Because I think so many of us are just so divorced from what that even looks like. We think, yes. you know, it might look like a bath or, you know, yeah. that classic self-care bullshit. Yeah. And and like I'm still discovering this. Like also yeah. I think a lot of us think rest is like scrolling on our phones or binging Netflix. And then you feel like shit and then you hate rest even more and you think it's such a waste of time. Like we need to oh reacquaint ourselves with what brings us energy and which makes us vivacious. And I'd be so interested to hear what that means for you for you okay so first of all we need episode two your relationship with rest like can we please do an episode on that because that's a whole world okay you what you just said i'm like that's a whole world uh and you're right like it it, you could hate rest if you have a netflix angry housewives relationship with it um And even the guilt, like how you said, like you would think about I'm resting and I'm guilty. Like, so you're like cheating on work, which is a yucky mm-hmm. way to rest. Like what a fuck. That's a whole, that should be a book. Okay. So what does rest look like for me? For, I'm same as you. I'm, and I feel like I am not even a toddler. I am a baby goo goo gaga, like drooling all <laughs> over myself in the cot. Like, eh, like, I don't even know who, what the fuck, how old I am still. Cause I'm like days old in this. Um, which is fun because I feel like every other area I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I've, I've got it sorted here. I'm like, no fucking idea. So lately for me, rest has been like, this sounds crazy, but it's like I'm falling in love with my children and my husband. Yeah. And like, I'm talking like in your eyeballs, looking at my child and looking at the, and I know my kids' whole bodies, but like I am seeing the nuances of their face and like how they're growing before my eyes. They look different and their eye colors are changing and the, the curls in one of their hair. I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting with them and I'm staring at them and they're staring at me and there's this deep presence because there's not a phone in between us or a laptop or a call to make 
or anything because we don't watch TV. But like we're sitting in the living room and I'm just there's nothing to do, nowhere to be. And there's no electronics on in front of us. And that is so crazy because then I feel deeply rested in their presence because they're so present that I'm just like, how long have we been hanging out? It feels like 10 days and it's been two hours, you know, and there's I'm like, oh, wow. So I when I'm with them, I know I'm I'm slowing down and being present and they might have me running up and down the house or playing video games with them or doing something with them. But it's for me, I'm not available to my audience. I'm not available to my work. You know, it's like that makes me feel rested because i'll be honest even when hamish and i do a spa day it's we got to drive there where's the parking we got to park we've got two hours then we got to drive home we got to pick up the kids that doesn't feel very restful or going on a holiday with kids is fucking let's not lie it's not restful you need another holiday away from those little mofos so being home without a phone and a laptop and having nothing to do and and i can be at ease not going oh my god how long have i been chilling and like that that feels restful right now for me. I love that. I love a lot of things about that. First of all, I've never heard that before. And I think it just hammers home the point that like every single one of us is so <laughs> unique and we don't have to be, our rest doesn't have to look like everyone else's rest. Yes. Um, really important. I think we just think rest is like lying down. Yeah. You know, napping. <laughs> yeah. Horizontally laying. And yes. <laughs> it doesn't have to look like that at all. And I also love how present, like the presence part of that for me, like I found a deep amount of rest and just like witnessing everything that is happening around me in that moment and not feeling mm-hmm. the need to move from the present moment. And I, I'm just like basking in it. I love that. That's awesome. So you could be sitting at a cafe watching people or exactly. something or yeah ability to let yourself be in the moment that you have I think can be extremely restful yeah I love that Amy that's amazing yeah that's cool we can all we can all and like there's nothing to do to do that we just can do that you know but yeah I would just encourage people to start investigating what actually brings energy in I think a lot of us are afraid of rest not just because of the guilt that comes with it but because um they don't know what that looks like for them. And that can be really, that can be so terrifying. And, you know, <laughs> and so you go to Netflix and you're like, this doesn't feel that great or yeah. is this meant to be nourishing me? And then again, I think a lot of people find like turning off the tech can be terrifying too. And dealing with the silence of your mind can be very, I mean, challenging again, like <laughs> this is work. Yeah. Yeah. So ironically, it is if we're not acquainted with how we rest, a lot of this is, you know, big work, big life changing work, because we're going to yeah. have to deal with some of the silence and some of our mind. And so many of us are working just to to ignore what's happening internally. Well, it just like that just highlighted for me how 2020 was meant to be with the COVID and everything like that would have been a perfect time for me to just sit with myself and maybe I didn't want to be with myself, with my thoughts, with my quietness, because I would have felt and I know now my my belief and I wanted to ask you about about the the underlying belief. And there was an interesting session I just had with my with a shamanic healer. And he asked me about this burnout. And I want to tell you about it. But I feel like 2020 would have been a perfect time for Erica to catch a breath and chill. And instead, as if I was neglecting the silence and this quiet space, there was a fear, obviously, of if I stop, everything will go to shit. If I stop, I won't make any money. If I stop, I won't g- achieve my dreams. And instead, how do you burn out in a year where you're forced to retreat? <laughs> like, 
And so many did. Like 2020 was the well, year where, right? Like it was the year. Like, okay, yeah. hold on. So the year where you're stuck home and you can't travel and you can't do shit is the year where most of us burned out, which just goes to show you that we don't want to be faced with the silence, with the thoughts, with the nothing to do. So we like created extra shit to do. Wrote fucking books, Erica, and did crazy shit to like burn our bodies physically out and serve the world when it was the time if ever the universe gave us to retreat like permission yeah isn't that wild that's wild i just because you said that i'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> what a year like not 2021 fucking oh my god. yeah i noticed that a lot like i noticed i had a big resistance around meditation which is obviously the big silence like that's yeah. the silence the silence <laughs> of your mind and i was always really interested to just witness what was happening there when I resisted it. And it was like a baby having a fit. Like it just didn't want to be around, didn't want to be uh, withdrawn from stimulus. Like we're so stimulated all the time that when I was like, brain, we're going to like put everything away. We're going to shut our eyes and there's going to be no input. It was like a toddler. Like they were just upset. They just wanted to have stuff in there. They wanted the stimulus. They wanted the external input. And having that silence was just, my brain hasn't experienced it for so long that it found it genuinely intimidating. Yeah. So many of us, it's a reprogramming literally of our like mind to come back to silence when our world has been so overloaded with external input and it's very intimidating. Holy shit. That's so true. Like, and this is why I love this guy, Gabor Mate or Mate. I don't know how you call him, but he's French. And he talks about children. And during COVID, I watched this because I wasn't connecting with my three-year-old. He was like all about Hamish Hamish. And he's like my home birth baby that I breastfed forever. I'm like, really, dude? Like, gave you life? And he's like, as soon as he got off the boob, daddy, daddy, daddy. And so I watched this thing and he really gave me a bitch slap. And he was just saying how kids before seven should never have a phone or electronics or anything like I highly recommend you guys go watch it if you're a mother it's gonna punch you in the guts because it was so truthful and I just felt me and Hamish watched it and we're like we need to change our whole life like we need to change how we're on our phone we need to change how they're on the phone and the iPad we need to tell the grandparents it was like beyond like if it's something educational at school fine but like the 24 7 YouTube for kids bullshit and he was just explaining how how sensory and how our brains and how their brains and how it's always like this this world that gets created and then you can't pull it off them and it gets addiction and then that's future addiction and then this lack of presence from the family because we're working for our family that's a whole nother fucking situation so we're doing all this work but we're missing our family which we're supposedly making money for i don't understand it's crazy and then we we saw this and we're like okay phones are gone this is gone and literally Amy, it like breaks my heart. Within six days or five days, my son was like, mommy, and like coming up to me and going, mommy, I love you so much because I say that to them. And he's like three. And he's like, I love you so much, like staring me in the eye. And I'm like, like he couldn't connect with me because mommy had a laptop or a phone or was, hold on one second, baby, one second, always busy. And I'm like, fuck, it's just so, there's so much coming at us and we have no boundaries for the amount of stuff And the fear, like you said earlier, that if I don't, if I'm not available, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose my business or my my audience or my Instagram or it's fucking like the fear is driving us and it's shit. It is shit. And I think so many of us don't even realize that the fear is driving us. Mm. That's why this conversation is so important. I went and saw my shamanic healer, Sharif. Shout out to Sharif. He's amazing. And he said to me, 
he's so good. He's like, what does it give you? And I'm like, you know, giving him the human words like, oh, I'm being of service. I'm changing the world. I'm helping people. He's like, no, no, no. What does it give you? Like, and I'm like, oh, I know it's giving me a benefit. I understand this life coach shit. And he's like, no, like, what do you get from being helping people and being there and making art or whatever it is you're doing? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's like, give me the word it gives you. And I'm like, excitement. And he's like, cool, you get it. It's, it's exciting. You get excited. And I know I feel needed and satisfied and validated and all that, but he wasn't looking for that. He's like, what's the thing it's giving you? And I'm like, excitement. Like, I'm fucking excited. It gives me energy. He's like, fantastic. So you're using this to give you energy and excitement. That's all it is. It's your way of getting energy and excitement. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, it's not because purpose and this and that. He's like, you just fucking love it and you're getting energized and excited. And I was like, okay, cool. Because I hadn't like broke it down like what it's giving me. And when I look at being of service, I feel, and then we went deeper and it was like, I feel worthy. And it was like, oh, fuck. And if you're listening to this, I'm not talking like hashtag self-love. Like I'm not talking about the fucking bullshit on Instagram self-love. Like we ain't talking about that. We're talking about you were put on this planet to help other people or you should just die because you're not worthy. You can't just do nothing for anyone and live life for yourself. Like you're not allowed to, Erica. Like you came here to help people and if you're not helping people, you're not worth anything. Like what? That's massive. Yeah, and of yeah. course that leads to burnout. Yeah, and never satisfaction. Like I got to answer all the DMs and guess what? There's more fucking DMs and that's the driver that will answer those goddamn DMs as soon as someone sends them and replies to that email because like that's what I'm here to do. And it's like, I can't even think, to be honest, I'm going to be honest, I can't even think of not doing what I do and working a normal day job or not working and being a normal human. Whatever that normal means, by the way, that's not a real thing. But I think of it as like not being who I am, like, I can it makes me cringe. Like, what's the point? It's like, yeah. what? Yeah, huge realization. That's massive, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beginning. That's when we start understanding. And that's when, when we, then we can at least witness ourselves when we're like taking on too much or we're doing too much. And we're like, okay, I can see what the driving force is here because when I do this, I feel worthy. If I don't do this, I'll feel like I don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. And at least that that realization just serves us, at least when we witness what we are doing and the way that we're sabotaging ourselves, we can begin to understand the programming behind it. And then that's when we can start shifting it in small ways. And I think it has to be in small ways because this is just so big and we can't expect that programming to change overnight. Like this is, I mean, I'm always saying this, like it's little baby steps, it's consistency, like just noticing the next thing. Okay, so I want to take... I want to sleep in for a half an hour tomorrow just so that I have a little bit more energy and I know I'll feel shit. Like I am a big one for feeling like shit if I sleep in. So many of us are. Yeah. Again, programming, like if you get up early, if you rise and grind, you know, that's the, but like, what if I gave myself an extra half an hour or even a 15 minutes, like just small steps just to serve yourself and to learn what's going to, what's, what it's going to give you. Fuck, man, that's so good. So there are tangible things that hopefully you're getting from this episode that that you can actually do that you can actually take to start noticing. Um, And one of the biggest I think that you offer and that you have is is the journaling and getting to know, would you say the first first step would be like getting to know your own mind and thoughts around this whole thing? Yeah. So I've got a new book out called The Burnt Out Artist and we just journal through it all. Like there's so many journaling prompts. And the the first step is in in the book is we have to understand why we associate hustle and work with worth. Um, Because without understanding that, we're not going to understand like 
the wounds that are there and the programming that needs to change. We can't just go to our calendars right now and integrate rest. Like it doesn't work like that. And even at the end of the day, I don't even know that rest is like the answer to this really. This is about knowing ourselves. This is about understanding what it is that we need and respecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I'm almost bored about talking about rest because it's like, I just want people to understand the programming that's there that's pushing them beyond what their body is physically and their mind is physically capable of so that that we can change our lives and change our pace and honour who it is that we are and confidently accept that that is just what you need to do. That is the pacing you need to work out. That is is the way that you need to be living and working. Yeah, and that's really knowing thyself, like, right? That's really... It's that's really knowing who you are and what you need and what's good for you. My the healer said to me, your shit might not be breath work and meditation. Like consider, exactly. yeah. He was like, because I keep feeling bad and guilty that I just don't sit and meditate. And I'm like, maybe I'm like a moving meditation person. Maybe driving because I love driving, Amy. Like I love driving and driving for me by myself. Like everybody out of my car, which never, I love being with people all the time. But when I'm driving, I'm like, get the fuck out of my car. I want to just drive by myself on a road <laughs> and just, I love that. yeah, like I love it. So I'm like, I feel like that's a meditation, but then I'm like, am I cheating on what meditation should be? And he's just like, just consider that it may not be meditation and breath work for you. Cause it is for Hamish, like may not be that. And I'm like, Oh my God, I never even just him saying that. I never even yeah. considered that. Yeah, in no way at all am I saying you should meditate. I'm not saying you should nap. I'm not saying that you should read books. I'm not saying anything like you have yeah. to figure out what it works for you and it will be so unique. I like yes. doing Sudokus and I like playing cards by myself. Cool. I, this is st- I'm still, I cannot even tell you how st- early I am still on this journey and I've been working for so long. And I swear to God, I've only just figured out that sitting down on the couch doing a crossword or a puzzle or something like that, I've finally figured out, okay, that's something that si- like allows for some silence but stimulates my brain enough that I feel like I'm rested. Wow. Like, and, you know, that's just, a, that's for me, but it might not be for you. And I don't, you know, I don't particularly <laughs> enjoy meditating. You know, that doesn't mean that we need to be meditating. It's yes. about it's brave to figure out what it works for you because it often goes against the grain. Yeah, it fucking does. So tell me about this book. When is it the name and it's coming out and when can we get it? Cause I need like all the copies and <laughs> all of you need this. <laughs> it's ready and waiting for you on my website right now, which is just my name, which is Amy, A-M-I-E, com, and the burnt out artist is there. And she's just, we look at hustle culture and the stories that we've taken on and we look at how we can still be ambitious and we can still create whilst at the same time learning how to rest. And we, it's a, it's a big topic, mm. but every way I've got journaling prompts. So every chapter has journaling prompts that mean that you can look at what this looks like for you. Because again, I can't lay it home enough. Like it's going to be different for you. And that's yeah. why this works really hard. Mm. And it's going to be nuanced. Yeah. And you're like the queen of, of looking after humanity with the words and the journaling. And I think it's such a gift. It's such a, uh, you know, one of the the core things that I think coaching does well, and and even some therapists and counselors is that they ask you questions. So we coaches go question, and then your mind goes, oh, shit. And then question to that question. So the fact that Amy has this book that has the questions, it's prompting you. So don't feel bad if you're like, I don't know what to ask myself. I don't know how to journal. Like, literally, this, your work is about not even teaching people how to journal. It's about finding your way to, to get to connect with yourself and ask yourself these questions so you can unravel yourself to yourself. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah. That is exactly what it is intended to do. Yeah. Okay, so 
we're going to get the book. Where else? I'll put it, put it in the show notes. Um, yeah. Where else can people find you? Where are you hanging out? How can people, uh, what are you offering if people did like creatives and artists and, and people that are listening are like, I need Amy in my life. How do I do this? All right. Well, I hang out on Instagram a lot at Inspired to Write, or you can just search my name, Amy McNee. Um, and at the moment, I've got multiple books out. So I've got, um, it's a part of a series, the we, um, the we Need Your Art series. So I've got for the burnt out artist, but I also have for the procrastinator. And I've also got for the perfectionist. So, you know, and again, when I said, says the artist, I'm talking anyone who's making something to connect. So I'm, I know I'm talking to all of you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they all go well together because we start to, in the procrastinator, we start looking at that consistent practice. We learn how to heal that relationship with ourselves so we can trust ourselves to do the work. Mm-hmm. Whilst we are doing the work, we also have to be learning to be in service with yourself. And to integrate those two things, we need to understand that they do integrate really beautifully um, and they're not the enemy of one another. It's just hard to understand because we've mm. never been told that before. So I've got that book series, the We Need Your Art series. So that's on my website as well. And I also have a full journaling course, which is like a video course where I just introduce you to this practice. And then there's a big book of prompts. And we just really look at the value that this fucking magical practice can give us. Mm. It's so good, especially if you're out there and you're like, I don't journal. I struggle with it. I don't know how to do it. Like, honestly, you need to be like the queen of journaling. Cause like, if I think that's something that you've given so many, I know of my ladies, of my clients, of my, of my followers that love you and, and who I've connected with that's met you is like, you just really give that permission. And I wouldn't say mothering people, but it is nurturing and holding space for people to learn how to hold space and nurture themselves. So thank you for your art. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for showing up and doing this work and and sharing so bravely and so openly on IG as you are in the moment, because Amy is like that. She will share it as she is on whatever paper or whatever platform, however it is. And, And it's just such a, it's such a permission giver. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. You're the best. Thank you, my love. My love, before you go, I really want to share this incredible opportunity with you because if you're loving this podcast, then you will most likely love working with me for the next 12 months in the sisterhood. It's my year-long coaching experience and I have really good news because we have shifted and changed the pricing There is a new offer for 2021 because I know how many people struggled in 2020 financially and I also know how much shit came up for us that we all need to be working on. So year-long coaching program, The Sisterhood, with me. You can join in person if you live in Melbourne or you want to fly to Melbourne six times a year or you can join online where I coach live for the 12 months. You have me as your coach. You can hit me with any problems or questions you have. We coach live for two hours a month. It is next level shit. The community is incredible. If you want to learn more, head to my website, thequeenofconfidence.com forward slash sisterhood, S-I-S-T-A, sisterhood. I can't wait to welcome you. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes, subscribe so that you don't miss an episode, share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it, and if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey. Bye.